Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 2 Thessalonians 2. Who is the Antichrist? Excuse me, don't know why I was sounding like a movie trailer there. But isn't that a question that sounds provocative? Maybe like it should be in some thriller, uh, movie trailer. Uh, Who is the Antichrist? And if you've been saved for uh, any length of time and you've lived in America and kind of been aware of some of the conversations that happen around eschatology, uh, this may be a, a conversation that you've had where we see in the Bible, I think clearly that there is a figure coming, uh, known popularly as the Antichrist, who will set himself up against God and be a critical figure during these seven years of tribulation that will come on the world. Often there is conversation about who is this? Who is the Antichrist? And I have heard all kinds of ideas, just even in my own lifetime, about who the Antichrist is. Some of it people in America, some of it people in politics, some of it people in in business. I mean, all kinds of ideas of who the Antichrist might be. And I think one thing we're going to see today is it will talk about this figure in 2 Thessalonians 2 is it's going to be very clear who the Antichrist is because he's going to do something very specific. And what you may find curious is you today can work against the Antichrist in a way. You today can fight against Antichrist, and it's not going to involve doing any research or sorting out different theories on who you think this figure may be. It's really going to come through listening to the truth of God's word and doing what is right. So let's dive into 2 Thessalonians 2 to find out what, what it would look like for you to fight against the Antichrist, or as we'll see here, this man of lawlessness. Now, it seems that it, it begins with the Thessalonians are being are bothered. They're worried. They're, they're shaken and alarmed in verse 2 because some, uh, and it even seems that somebody has maybe impersonated Paul or there's some kind of letter that they think is from Paul. But what it's saying is the day of the Lord has come. Now, again, when you see day of the Lord, think judgment, that this special time of God's wrath and judgment is already here. And perhaps they're thinking, going back to 1 Thessalonians 4, well, wait, what about the rapture? Are we supposed to be with Christ? Why are we... Why are you saying that his wrath is here? And Paul is writing to uh, affirm them and comfort them by saying, no, the day of the Lord is not here yet. So you haven't missed anything. The day of the Lord is not here yet because he says in verse three, that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. And that's where I think we can understand more of who this is if we look at Daniel and Revelation, again, the most popularized term to describe this person is Antichrist, but here it says man of lawlessness. 
And here, again, is a very specific thing that the Antichrist is going to do, who opposes God and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. This is a reference to something uh, commonly referred to as the abomination of desolation, a specific event that I think will occur during that seven-year period of tribulation where this antichrist figure, the man of lawlessness, will literally set himself up in the temple as God. So it will be very clear who the Antichrist is. And frankly, I don't think a lot of our speculation about who we think it might be is very fruitful. But what we do need to do is work against what the man of lawlessness stands for. Uh, And not only will he do these things, but in Verse six, it says, and you know what is restraining him now so that he may be revealed in his time. What is restraining him? Well, Paul referred in verse five to, I previously told you these things. And that's one of those things. It's like, um, Hey, Hey Paul, do you have that DVD of that teaching? Is there a YouTube link to that teaching you gave to the Thessalonians on what it is that is restraining him? I would like to know that, but that's where we have to remind ourselves the Bible doesn't tell us everything, but it tells us enough because it doesn't tell us exactly what this restraining is that he speaks of. But then look what he says in verse seven. Uh, There's a restraining and the man of lawlessness is not here, but it says for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love God or to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So how can you work against lawlessness, the man of lawlessness by working against lawlessness? And how can you protect yourself from the man of lawlessness? Well, not by researching extensive theories about who he may or may not be. It would be by believing the gospel and forsaking unrighteousness. The gospel and faith in the gospel is what will ultimately protect us from this spirit of lawlessness. Because you even see the people that will be preyed upon by the Antichrist are those who rejected the truth. And what is the truth? Is it just speaking about general truth? No, I think it's ultimately talking about the gospel, as it will get to in verse 14 there. And we see that the people who are deceived are the people who have rejected the truth. The people who are deceived are the people who had pleasure in unrighteousness. They have forsaken what is clear about God so they could pursue their sin. Good cross-reference for that would be Romans 1. The wrath of God is revealed against all unrighteousness. The people who stop thanking God, stop honoring Him as the Creator, start doing whatever their flesh desires, and we see all kinds of iniquity there in Romans 1. Those are the people that will be deceived eventually when this man of lawlessness is revealed, but that mystery of lawlessness is already at work and you can work against it today by being someone who believes the gospel, by being someone who takes no pleasure in unrighteousness, and really by being someone who proclaims the gospel. 
Now, again, a lot of this discussion that we see in First and Second Thessalonians that get on the subject of eschatology, we see Paul's purpose here is really to encourage the church. He is not writing this to frighten them. He is writing this to strengthen them. And I hope as we read these passages that it will strengthen you too. And that's really what we're going to see in verses 13 through the end of the chapter. He says, but we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth, right? You're not the kind of people who will end up being judged in this day of the Lord and deceived by the antichrist or the man of lawlessness, because you've believed the truth, To this he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are not destined for wrath. You are destined for glory through Jesus Christ. So don't be shaken. Don't be alarmed. Stand firm and hold to the traditions that were taught by us, either by spoken word or by our letter. Stand firm and stick to what you have been taught And that's a good word for all of us as well. We should stand firm and stick to what we have now received in the scriptures. And then we see just an encouraging benediction at the end of the chapter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. So there, instead of being afraid, instead of being terrified, that's not what you should be, Thessalonians. You should be comforted eternally, and you should have good hope through God's grace, and your hearts should be comforted and established in every good work and word. So there, how can you fight against lawlessness? Through good works and good words, ultimately the the words of the gospel. That is the truth that the man of lawlessness is opposed to, and already the mystery of lawlessness is working against. So we should be encouraged today. We can look towards the future with courage, with eternal hope, with the comfort that comes from God's grace, because we know the truth. We have put our faith in the gospel. And if you're reading this and you're still, or if you're listening to this and you're still unsure about some of these things, I would encourage you consider these warnings. Do not put off accepting the truth. And for many of you, I'm convinced you may know the truth. You may know in your heart right now, yes, I know the Bible is true, but what is keeping you is that you are still holding on to some unrighteousness in your life, right? You know that Jesus is who he claims to be, but you can't give up your sin. Let today be the day that you put that aside because the longer you hold on to that, the more and more you are setting yourself up to be deceived. Trust in Christ today. We don't know when he's coming back. The the judgment will come upon you like a thief in the night. Submit to Christ today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.